We have got a fantastic show for you today. Lots to cover, but first, you have till July 30th to nominate us for Best Local Podcast in The Pitch Magazine, so we'd appreciate you uh, going online and nominating us. Uh, lots to get you today. Buck O'Neill is a Hall of Famer. Finally, the Chiefs are reporting to training camp, so football is here. Uh, we've got some openings and closings around the city to get through. We've tried a couple new places in Kansas City that we'll talk about. Uh, and we'll well, get... they're not new to Kansas City. They're new to us. They're new to us. They're new to us. We've got uh, some time to complain and get mad. Uh, we've got a Midwest Mad personal pine tar, and then we've got a mixed plate of uh, bars to go to when we were underage. So uh, <laughs> lots lots jam-packed in this episode. Just admitting to crimes on the podcast. There's got to be a statute of limitation on that. There has to be. Like I think we're in the clear at this point. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a great episode. Kansas City is home to a rich brewing history dating back to the 1880s with Ferdheim and George Muehlbach, and the marks they made can still be seen today throughout the city. Nailed it on the name, by the way. Good job. Thank you. Prohibition took its toll on the breweries in KC, but in 1989, nearly 100 years later, Boulevard Brewing Company founder John McDonald rekindled that brewing tradition when he brewed and sold his first batch of pale ale at Ponax. Ponax, people forget. More than 30 years later, that spirit of Kansas City can-do attitude is in everything Boulevard does. From creating Tank 7 and an award-winning American Saison, to brewing Space Camper Cosmic IPA and exhilarating exploration into the universe of hops, to deliver one of the nation's largest barrel-aging programs, and even more recently with the introduction of Quirk Hard Seltzers, Real Fruit, Real Fun Q-Bones. Q-Bombs. At the heart of Boulevard Brewing Company lies the intersection of traditional brewing and modern technology. Visit the brewery and take a tour to sip and see 32 years of brewing excellence and maybe catch a glimpse of the future to where that Kansas City spirit of innovation will lead. Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City, Missouri. Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas Cityans by Kansas Cityans, presented by Boulevard. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is July 26th, and Chiefs, reporting to training camp, football really feels like it's creeping up on us. It's, yep. it's the dog days of summer. Dog um, days. Dog days. Actually, some break this week. Uh, from the heat, yeah, yeah, a little bit, but uh, we really needed this rain. Uh, yeah, good. there you really go. You've this. earned your uh, you. Midwest uh, badge. Uh, if you had a conversation this week about how bad we needed this rain, um, you've earned a badge for your like Midwest. Uh, what were those stashes called? Just just a what, scout like a, badge. What were they yeah. called? Uh, merit badge. Merit badge. You earned your merit badge this week if you had a good conversation about how much we needed this rain. And, and yeah, the, the lull in the sports calendar right now is brutal. Mm-hmm. Like having a bad baseball. I mean, we've talked about this so many times, but having a bad baseball baseball team makes the summers just drag on. And like I'm watching, you know, I'm watching Formula One and random golf. And mm-hmm. um, I watched some Tottenham preseason games and uh, the, the lull on the weekend. We haven't had it night, for a while. It's so, so bad. We haven't had it for a while because of how COVID messed with the sports. Yeah. Calendar. And we had like NBA playoffs and finals going on in July last mm-hmm. year and the year before. Yeah. So, um, so let's just go ahead with another global pandemic and 
The fact that yeah, yeah, the NFL just needs to expand their 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 season, and it needs to be like twenty games and three buys, and make it last like six full months. Um, so yeah, now we're uh, yeah. watching training camp videos and like trying to get any little bit of like if if there's a video of Patrick Mahomes like walking into training camp or throwing a couple or you know even a little play action fake lining up at left guard having fun yeah Mm -hmm. i'll watch that video like a hundred times because that's how bad it is there's just nothing to watch at night that's the only problem but Mm -hmm. um but yeah training camp is here football's almost here i love training camp videos i love uh getting over excited about um about rookies i love seeing like who's looking jacked like these when rookies come from college football and now their full-time job is to play football Who's coming in looking super jacked? So, um, yeah, football's almost back, which makes me happy because the sports calendar has been extremely rough for basically since the NBA finals ended. I, I don't. There's nothing to watch at night. So, yeah. Um, give me football. I I need it. Uh, and then so now it's it's been fun to dive into football. Looking over projected fifty-three man rosters already. You doing that? Uh, I'm doing that already. How many are on the on the squad right now? Like a hundred and fifty? Um, yeah, I think August like sixteenth is the first cut down to like eighty-five Sweet. or something like okay. that. Okay, but honestly, I'm a little nervous looking at the first fifty-three man projection. Oh gosh, of like glad of like. Where did we improve? Yeah, sound A the alarm. Group. Sound the alarm. Like, panic. Like, what position groups did we really improve? Yeah. Uh, I would say, like, linebacker. But does that matter that much? Yeah. Like, I'm not really. prepared to go into like uh, a breakdown of the roster at this point. All I'm saying is I, I've looked over okay, some. Just, that's a teaser. That's a teaser for future conversations. I'm nervous about the upgrades that we've made. Well, so is everyone else, Kev. So, and I'll seems get, a lot like we're just running back. I'll get Midwest mad mm-hmm. about this in a little it, later on in the episode, but okay. It's a good thing. I'm nervous. Yeah, everyone else is is thinking the same thing as you are, but don't forget. I know. Mahomes and Andy Reid, so just just chill. That's I mean, Mahomes isn't even as accurate as Tua. So like, well, I mean, well, yeah, we shouldn't be excited about anything. Mhm. I'm just I'm looking at the position groups. I don't see. I'm, I'm nervous. Okay. I'm nervous. First alarm has been sounded. Okay. There so, you go. Um, also, uh, to lead the show, Buck O'Neill finally enshrined uh, as a Hall of Famer in Major League Baseball. Uh, 17 years too late, I think. But uh, <laughs> at least he, he's finally a Hall of Famer. Buck uh, O'Neill, the founder of. Founder of the Negro Leagues Museum here in Kansas City, just an all-around legend. Yeah, deservedly so. Went into Cooperstown, went into the Hall of Fame, into the uh, into the Museum of Baseball um, this weekend. And yeah, I think his granddaughter or his daughter gave the uh, the speech. So the way it works is people get inducted, and then there's a speech given, and if they pass, then someone gives it on their behalf. So um, yeah, I think his daughter did. Would have loved to see Bob Kendrick up there, but you know mm-hmm. him. You know, he'd gladly um, be humble and and pass it to someone else. But yeah, I mean, Buck O'Neill, just just go read a couple of articles about him because there's plenty of of them right now written by local guys, written by national writers, um, a lot out there. But just a lover and like probably the best ambassador for the game of baseball ever. We we talked a little bit about this when we had Bob Kendrick on the show. but, um, But I mean, the stories that he told... And the stories that he told um, at the end of his life and after he had founded the Negro Leagues Museum and 
got to document all these stories and put them in a place like a museum, like he did with the Negro Leagues. Those stories resided with Buck. Mm-hmm. And, and he was the only person still alive with a microphone, with a platform that was telling these stories. So these these stories about people that existed and amazing baseball players that existed and did incredible things and the story of their lives and the impact that these people had. Buck is the only reason why a lot of people know that history. Mm -hmm. Buck O'Neill brought that history, put it in a place like the Negro Leagues Museum. And if he hadn't, those people would have a lot of those people would have been forgotten to to history and into an, an awful part of American history because they weren't allowed to play and in the major leagues. And so um, Buck is just an unbelievable ambassador for the game of baseball. One of the more important people, I think. And I, I don't think it can be overstated because like literally Bob Kendrick and other people at the Negro Leagues Museum say like Buck is the only one who knew these stories. Mm-hmm. So the value that he had it's entire people's lives and what they accomplished in baseball that Buck was carrying on with the museum and, and just um, his storytelling. I, I think there's a couple examples of him doing interviews and, you know, Joe Posnanski wrote a book with Buck O'Neill about Buck O'Neill and the stories that he had. And those people's lives and their history would not exist without Buck uh, remembering them and, and continuing to talk about them and tell their stories up until he died. So yeah. Awesome. So happy for the Kansas city and, and the Negro leagues museum. Mm-hmm. I saw a lot of people um, like the, the Chicago Cubs tweeted out like uh, if you, to honor buck, you know, go to the Negro leagues museum in Kansas city and all mm-hmm. these, you know, donate uh, on his behalf, all this other stuff going on. So incredible, uh, incredible weekend for, for Buck O'Neill and the Negro leagues museum and uh, everything he stands for. Yeah. And, and you talk a lot about what he did after baseball, but all those stories came from him playing with these guys and, I know and he was an incredible player yeah then he became a player coach then a coach he broke the um color barrier in major league coaching mm-hmm. and was the first black coach ever in major league baseball um so yeah he, for the he cubs has, right was it for the cubs I, I i think so yeah but that's why he has all these incredible stories because he was this incredible baseball player he was this incredible coach um, and relationship builder, obviously. Yeah, no uh, doubt. But uh, yeah, truly a Hall of Fame worthy uh, Buck O'Neill. Uh, and he doesn't deserve how ugly the bridge is going to be. Oh, yeah, I know. After him. Yeah. yeah, do something about it, Quentin. <laughs> do something. Um, all God, right. That bridge is heinous. And then, uh, again, just a reminder, if you didn't, if you skip through the beginning of the show, we got pitch the pitch nominations uh, until July 30th to nominate us. That's Saturday, folks. For best Go on, podcast. nominate it. Ritz family in the big email, you're going to get an email about mm-hmm. it. So just go ahead and do it now. I mean, do it when you get the email too, but yep. I'm sending you an email about it right now. I'm typing it. Nominate us. And then we should know about Kansas City Magazine August 1st. Oh, wow. Winners, winners announced. So fingers crossed. Fingers Damn. crossed. Damn. Um, all right. Let's get into some openings. No Royals talk. Nice. Um, you got anything? Nope. <laughs> yeah. Move on. Okay. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about... I bet, I bet Gene is very happy that there's no Royals talk mm-hmm. in this opening segment. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about uh, some openings around the city, though. Uh, Pizza Tias- Tassio... Mm. Tassio. Tassio is moving uh, to a new location. Not moving, moving. Opening a new location. Just opening a new yeah. location. Wow. <laughs> Paywall. Coming to Johnson County. Yeah, so Pizza Tassio um, 
Multiple uh, locations. What is what is that guy's name? Do you have it in front of you? I do. Um, uh, his Got name. It. Hold on. His name is Eric Borger. Eric with a K. Eric B O R G E R Borger. Um, so Eric Borger. He's from St. Joe. He started Il Lazarone Pizza like in St. Joe, and then brought Il Lazarone to the city market. He then sold both Il Lazarones because he was starting a new family and, and just wanted more time with his family. He sold that, I think, in like 2017 or something like that. Then got back in the pizza game four years later by opening Pizza Tasio in St. Joe again and then opening another Pizza Tasio in uh, North Kansas City, like mm-hmm. Burlington Road right there yep. in the in the home stretch of, of North Kansas City. So he's a pizza guy. Il Lazarone is Neapolitan. Pizza Tasio is New York style pizza. And so that's what he uh, is bringing this time around. Um, so again, there is a Pizza Tasio in St. Joe. There's one in the Northland since last year, I think end of last year, maybe beginning of this year. So now he's opening another Pizza Tasio in OP and then another one in Lawrence. Um, so everyone wants some of this um, New York style pizza. I do love New York style pizza. I mm-hmm. haven't been to Pizza Tasio yet. They have a great Instagram game because it looks amazing, but it is opening at 119th and Medcalf, you know, so the, the epicenter of Overland park, Johnson yep. County, I would say that, that, um, we're that 119 Metcalf, uh, Blue, Va- or Blue, Blue Valley, Valley parkway, parkway uh-huh. and Metcalf and that area is just, it's just peak, peak Overland park. So that's where he's opening. You know, I, I could tell you, but it doesn't matter because you'll just drive around 119th and Metcalf looking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, one in Lawrence. So uh, that is Pizza Tasio. Okay. This is I one of those things I opening. haven't tried yet. I know. And now that it's coming to my hood, I'm excited. Your hood? Yeah. Oh. Well, I, I, I'm in Overland Park. Yeah, I that's know. my hood. You're like old Overland Park. Yeah, but that's closer than North Kansas City. Um, it was in the former, it was a former Dunkin' Donuts that they're opening it, this into. So, okay. It looks like. Sounds South, like a southeast corner of 119th and Metcalf. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Um, I wonder if they'll be on the apps or if they deliver, because that would be clutch. Then that I would be have, very. Then nice. I can avoid that intersection and get their pizza, which would be nice. Yeah, that'd be very nice. I, I bet they're. I bet they will be. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Also, we've got a a, a new golf simulator bar mm-hmm. that's coming to Kansas City. It's paywall. It is AME Golf and Beer. So. AME is the autograph store in Oak Park Mall. You know what I'm talking about? Like the autograph and memorabilia. I think that's what AME stands for. Autograph, memorabilia. Exciting. Um, And so they're opening, AME is opening a golf simulator and beer bar inside Oak Park Mall. Um, So this is going to have, it's going to be in the mall. It's going to have... they're really excited about the patio. It's 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 gonna have an indoor mall patio, you know, like um, like to be in the walkway yeah. of the mall, mm-hmm. okay. like like an airport bar patio, you know. Yeah, okay. You know that's what I'm talking good, about? That's a good visualization. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think that's what they're talking about. It's gonna have a full bar, appetizers. To, I don't know why I said appetizers. <laughs> it's gonna have appetizers, Kev. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they won't have a full menu. Maybe they just have apps, um, TVs. They have a full two golf simulators in there. Just two, two simulators. Okay. Um, 
and some memorabilia on the walls uh, because, as we know, AME owns uh, a, memor- a memorabilia and autograph store. So, you know, um, you sound excited about this. This, one. this might not be for me. This might not have been built for me. The owners are like, yeah, it's going to be hilarious. People walking through the mall holding their golf bag. People are really stoked about golf simulators. So, like, they envision people walking through the mall with their golf bag to get to this place. You can't get me to Oak Park Mall. No, that's never. Tough. Yeah, that's a tough sell. Um, yeah. So, uh, with an indoor patio, which sounds kind of nice these days, but um, but yeah, I mean, if, if this if this concept existed in an airport, like I think it would be kind of cool, right? Like in an airport, in an airport where you get sure. to go and you know spend some time at a simulator, and obviously you don't have your own clothes, but you know, sim it up at an airport with some drinks and some apps. That's fine, but this, I mean, I just. These are the type of people that sell autographs to adults. Yeah. Uh, and the AME actually stands for Autographs and Memorabilia Consultants. Okay. Totally. AME. AME. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm very much just like, I, I'm not an autograph person. I, I don't I don't get into autographs. They're just not really, I, I don't, they don't hold a lot of value to me. Like if something's autographed. They're not my thing. I don't value it more than if it wasn't autographed. Um. Yeah, I bought a, a Marcus Allen jersey that was yeah. autographed, mm-hmm. um, and I don't care that it's autographed. Yeah, like, it was just because I, I don't care if it's real or mm-hmm. fake. Mm-hmm. But I was like a Marcus Allen jersey. That's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah, like, I want that. Like the Mike Day like, Felice bat. Yeah, it's signed by Mike Day Felice, but we used it, and we, when he would play like wood. wiffle ball mm-hmm. or wood bat, wood, wood by, uh, batting practice, we would just use yeah. the bike that. The bat that Mike Dave Felice gave, and like I wish that my Marcus Allen jersey wasn't signed, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. because yeah, that Marcus Allen jersey is pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Beck's Bo Richter jersey signed? We didn't Th- get it signed. Oh dang it! I don't think we got it signed. Mark offered and said he would though. Okay, but we did not get. We it need signed. to get that signed. Uh-huh. Uh So, anyways, that's AME Golf and Beer opening sometime soon inside Oak Park Mall. It looks like with. I mean, you'll see it. Obviously, yeah, you'll the see patio. It. Um, all right. Also, uh, coming, is this going to be next week? It's right now. It's right now. Currently happening. happening. Uh, Kansas city's first ever drink up week, which we talked to, um, the folks at Kansas city today about this. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. idea. It's, it's such a fantastic idea because it was originally our idea. Uh, so basically it's restaurant week, but for drinks. Uh, and it's happening right now, July 25th through July 31st. Yes. So, 27 plus specials that that are going around the city right yeah so coffee cocktails beer and tea are like the specials the categories of specials um 27 of them and um yeah kind of all over the city but mostly in you know uh, downtown um you know west raytown crane brewing okay there you go um yeah but uh, yeah, I think you can find the full list on kctoday.com. Um, but yeah, this is our idea. So it sounds like a fantastic idea. Um, the 21st, 25th through the 31st. So I don't know why they didn't start it. They needed to get two weekends in there. Mm-hmm. They only got one weekend in there. Um, so when we're in charge of this eventually, <laughs> then we'll make sure it gets two weekends in there. But uh, yeah, it's like the drunk uncle of Kansas City Restaurant Week. Uh-huh. Or it wants to be. It wants to be the drunk uncle of Kansas yeah. City Restaurant so Week. So they'll have like specials, either like a couple dollars off, 20% off, 15% off drinks. Uh, so yeah, go to KC today. See all the uh, all the places you can go. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty awesome. Uh, all right. 
closing, closing. Um, this was quick. Mm-hmm. This first one. We talked about it just a few weeks ago. Pirate's Bone uh, was Pirate's opening. Pirate's Bone. Pirate's Bone was opening a new yes, location in yes, Midtown. Uh, but they opened it and now it closed. But there's hope maybe to move somewhere else. Yeah. We, well, we talked about this on two different occasions because we talked about it when it opened. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about that they were announcing that they were going to do breakfast sandwiches. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. And now we're talking about it because it's closed and it's gone. So <laughs> that was four months of that entire concept. Um, it, they say they're changing concept. Uh, if you go to the Reddit post, uh, it's not pretty because basically everyone's like, everyone in the Reddit post is just like, I hope that the owners of Pirate's Bone read this because the hours, I guess, were just non, didn't make any sense. Okay. The the hours were just completely random. People would try to go all the time and uh, they, they just didn't know when it was open. And so like... There was people in there like, yeah, I tried to go three different times at normal eating hours and it would be closed. That happened to me this weekend. Jovitos. Jovitos and Waldo. What are you yeah. doing? Those what? are consistent hours, but they're weird. Why are you closing at seven o'clock on a yeah. Friday night, Jovitos? You're in you're in you, Waldo. You gotta get your order in before seven. Oh, I know. Pick it up. Oh, I know yeah. that. I talked That's to the tough. guy on the phone at like seven fifteen and he was like, Yeah, sorry, order should already be in. I was like, I, I would love to give you money right now. Do you want it? And they said no. Okay. So, um, and the, and yeah, anyways, that, that's just odd. So just have normal hours. I, I understand that there's a staff shortage and shit's weird, but but that seems to be the blame is just random hours for Pirate's Bone um, in Midtown. So they say there's a new concept coming. We'll see. I mean, I, I guarantee you they didn't sign a four-month lease for this building. So yeah. like they probably got, I mean, they, they have it something. under under contract. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Next up on our list, uh, we've got Twin Peaks. Is it permanently closing? No, not They're permanently in trouble. closing. Yeah. They're in trouble for selling alcohol to minors. Uh, they sold uh, a bottle of Bud Light to an 18-year-old. How dare they? And a bottle of Modelo. Modelo. I wonder if it was a Special or Negro. I, I, I don't know. Mm. Um, but to a 19-year-old yeah. during a compliance check. Um, so... Third time getting it's their third time getting busted mm-hmm. selling to minors. Um, I would think like Twin Peaks should be on higher alert of this than like any other restaurant because like Twin Peaks, all, all, you have a bunch of you have a bunch of like horny 16, 17, 18 year olds coming in there because they think it's really, really cool. Like if you're over twenty one and you're going in there because you think it's cool, like all right, sorry, but find something cooler to do with your time. But like there's just a bunch of young guys that want to go to Twin Peaks to stare at girls. Mm-hmm. Twin Peaks should be on higher alert of minors coming in there than any other restaurant in the city because of that. And uh they've been busted a bunch of times. They one time they got busted because a kid got in an accident, an 18-year-old got in an accident and the cops, you know, asked him where he'd been drinking. Uh, cause he got a DUI. He said he'd been drinking at twin peaks. They went back, got his receipt. Yep. They had the receipts. They had the receipts, the kid, his tab, and he might've been sharing, but his tab was seven long Island iced teas and two shots of, uh, Patron. Again, the most 18 year old order of all time at a bar. And you're like, wait, I think long Island iced teas. Yeah. They have the most booze in them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the booziest drink. So I'm going to, I'm going to drink that. And then two shots of Patron bitches. It's like, 
they just watched Entourage for the first time, and and this is what they yeah. think is cool. Um, and that's the type of people that go to Twin Peaks. So en- um, Entourage might be older than no, on, yeah, Entourage is it's probably like 2004. I yeah, it's probably it older than all these 18 yep. year olds. Uh-huh. It's, yeah, it is. It's a, so it's a classic mm-hmm. for them. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just um, it's not a good look for Twin Peaks. The Kansas City Star says Twin Peaks is known for its lodge like setting, numerous TVs. 29 degree draft beer and the Twin Peak girls. Okay, four. Who wrote this article? The least Twin four. Peaks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Twin Peaks had to have written that. Like they've got some good PR. My God, Kansas mm-hmm. City Star. <laughs> They're known for their scenic views. They're ne- known for their lodge-like setting, numerous TVs, 29 degree draft beer, and the Twin Peak girls. It's like, dude, you just wrote an article about how they served an 18-year-old seven Long Island iced teas, two shots of Patron, and he got a DUI and got in an accident. Yeah. The article is ending with the Twin Peaks tagline and an advertisement for Twin Peaks? What are you doing, Kansas City Star? That This is literally what Sarin Petro reads in his ad reads on yeah. 810. Mm-hmm. Scenic views, lodge-like setting, 29-degree draft beer, the coldest beer in town. Um, and just an outrageous are getting DUIs. Just an outrageous ending to the article. Um, yeah, the the fine was two hundred bucks for Twin Peaks. Yeah. Hey, in eight years of doing business, they failed two compliance checks. Three, three. That's it. Eight years of doing business. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Uh, all right. But again, uh, they need to be on high alert. Watch out for the teenagers. Yes, for watch the out teenager. for the teenagers. We got coming a to stare play. at at uh, at the at the Twin Peak girls. We got. A mixed plate of uh, bars to go to underage. Yes, so, yeah, we do. Yeah, we're not uh, we're not condoning it or making light of the situation at all. Ne- never. Nope, we never do that. I never would. Um, all right, let's move into uh, what we tried this week. Oh, what about um, what do you got? A closing. Oh yeah, you missed. Uh, yeah, the incredible pizza. Incredible pizza. Yeah, this was a storefront, folks. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen anything like you would if you drove by this place. You'd be like. Oh, that must be like a joke or something. Yeah. The way it's it that huge incredible pizza uh-huh. sign. Yeah. On the storefront. It just looks like okay, there can't be pizza in there. <laughs> That's just what? Because it's so big. Yeah, it's so big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Incredible pizza and Shawnee is closing. Um they took over Power Play, which was out there. Mm-hmm. Um renovated the entire thing, had their grand opening in March of twenty twenty. That's tough. For for a place um catered to kids birthday parties and with laser tag and bumper cars and jungle gyms and all that good stuff uh opened in march of 2020 um so i don't know what um i don't know what the kids with birthday parties are going to do these days um but uh you can't go to incredible pizza anymore but yeah it looked like it was a preposterous sign and building and it yeah i mean it's like a chuck e cheese on steroids or something like that i think it's a chain I'm doing some it, there's six of it. them. There's yeah, six other chain. locations, to, like places you expect: Springfield, Tulsa, um, you know the standards. Um, probably Indianapolis, uh, but uh, I mean, yeah, sounds like probably one of the worst places to work in America. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to work there. I mean, I, I, I just gotta try this pizza though. You think it's incredible? I don't know. Uh, Remember but yeah. Incredible? That was awesome. Oh, is that still with Danny, Danny Jackson's backstop? I think grill? that closed too. Uh, but that was awesome. Laser tag, putt putt. Yeah, uh, bowling. The works. Bowling. The works. Um, all right, let's see. Sorry, incredible pizza. Just sorry, incredible pizza. Didn't make it. Buffet style pizza. 
It was buffet style pizza? Buffet style. Oh my gosh. Just all the, just think of all the kids just putting their hands over all that pizza. <laughs> so on top of all of that, it was buffet style. It was buffet style. Just beautiful. That's tough. That's, just um, everything. They they checked every box for how to fail when you open a business in March of 2020. Be, yeah. you, you're not going to do takeout there. No one's getting incredible pizza to go. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wonder, can you order like CC's? Uh, no, uh, well, I know you can't order CC's, but yeah. can you order um, Chuck E. Cheese pizza carryout? It's a good question. I I wonder if they I would have had to. I wonder if I, re- to I, wonder if I could, would remember like the, like I wonder if the I taste. would buy into a cheese pizza from Mickey uh, from Chuck E. Cheese if it would bring if it would bring that rush of nostalgia that I'm seeking. Maybe. Um, should we go? Should we do that? Order some Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Yeah, a We're, cheese pizza. I don't know the cl- closest. I think there's one, one on 103rd Medcalf. You think that's still open? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it could be next to that Hardee's. Yeah. What a. Whew. I, I don't know. Yeah, because I have Hooters no idea. over there. Speaking of scenic views, I have no idea what it would taste like. Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Because I feel like I don't remember getting to eat it when we went to Chuck E. Cheese. What do you mean? Like I don't remember ever eating it. I just remember being focused on the games. I remember. Like, eating I really it. don't. A whole cheese pizza it. just for me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's one out in Independence. Or Blue Springs. And then, yeah, there's one on 103rd Medcalf. It says it's still open, dog. Okay. Closes at 9 p.m. tonight. Can you order online? Takeout? Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, you can. Uber Eats, DoorDash. Wow. Wow. 1862 for half cheese, half pepperoni, large pizza. Pretty good deal. I wonder how many, <laughs> how many inches we're getting. Like how big is their large pizza? That's not, a, I mean, 18 bucks? Depending okay. on how big it is. I don't know. Okay. Uh, all right, let's move into uh, what we tried this week. Uh, this week, uh, I think I was in Raytown, technically. Okay. Uh, and tried Paul's Drive-In. Yes. Uh, Paul's Drive-In's got uh, kind of that classic drive-in menu, burgers. I think they had some shakes, fries on the menu. Uh, so I went, went on the way home from softball out in Lee Summit. Uh-huh. Pulled off 470 on, man, I, I think it's Raytown Road, I think. Uh, anyways, went to Paul's drive-in and it was just okay. Okay. I was expecting maybe like it a- It was on our best burgers bracket, it was, wasn't it? It was. I was expecting maybe a, a greasier burger, uh, but it was just okay. Uh, my, my expectations were like very high. I felt like it had, it had actually been around Kansas City for a long time. I think they had had several locations, maybe even one up north, one in KCK. Yeah, been around, yeah. But now it's just on the east side of town. Uh, still, you know, good service, quick, quick, got my burger pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, I would like it in your car. Was it true? Like I went through a drive through, but they still do have the true drive in, uh, setup as well. So, um, an okay burger. It was next to Sonic. I'm glad I supported a local place instead of going to like, there you go. Sonic, Uh but, uh, not, not anything to, you know, get too crazy about, but a good burger nonetheless, uh, and decent fries. So nice. Yeah. Um, this week I had, uh, I had an Indian, I had an Indian weekend. So mm-hmm. started with, um, had some Taj Mahal. Okay. Um, I had never had Taj Mahal before, Delicious. even though it's right there in Warnell on 75th and, uh, 75th and Warnell and Waldo. Um, great for ordering with a group. I saw that they have some family style meals where you can mm-hmm. order for like a family of four. Um, there's three of us. And so we just all ordered our own thing, but kind of shared, um, all the different chicken and lamb, um, um, entrees and, and rice and you got the garlic pita bread. That was, that was a mistake. I think, uh, huh. I love the garlic pita bread or no, non 
garlic, garlic naan. You I liked, liked it? it? I liked it a okay. lot. Mm-hmm. It tasted too much like like pizza breadsticks mm-hmm. because it was like garlic and oregano, I felt like. On yeah. It. Um, and then pair that with like the tomato-based sauce in the chicken and lamb. It was kind of like, well, this is kind of tasting Italian, oh. kind of pizza Okay. For me. But um, but it was really good. I got the uh, I got the lamb masala. Um, you got the Indian butter chicken, which Indian was really good. Chicken was delicious. And then Jesse got the um, chicken tiki tikka ma- tiki mas- masala masala. Mm-hmm. Um, all really good. Um, had leftovers too. I had those for lunch today. How so were they? They leftover. were good. good. So we'll see. Yeah, basketball tonight. Um, and but then I like from calling during on a Friday night at seven o'clock, mm-hmm. ready in twenty minutes. Yeah. So that was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Travels really well. They've got great. Um, to go plasticware, so travels very very yes. well. Yes, good good plasticware. Easy wear. to pick up. Mm-hmm. I would recommend it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Easy easy for carry out. Um, and then Sunday, I watched this movie on Netflix uh, called RRR. It is a, a Bollywood um, Bollywood Tollywood uh, movie that has been getting a lot of buzz here in uh, the United States, and it it did like a little limited theatric release. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's on Netflix, so you can go watch it. It's three hours and fifteen minutes long. Goodness, it is truly an epic. Like I think I saw someone call it like a Bollywood epic, and that's how they described it. And it's mind blowing. It's unbelievable. Mind blowing, like twists and turns. Lots of twists. It's like a okay. Shakespearean plot. Okay, like it basically takes place in nineteen twenties India, like pre revolution and pre independence. Oh yeah, very uh-huh. much so. So it's all about like them um you know being under uh, uh british um monarch rule and all that all the horrors that go along with that um it's amazing okay go watch it i watched it in like three different set um you know over three different uh sittings and and uh i've never seen a bollywood movie before mm-hmm. i've never and and so you know those movies are like super hyperbolic and and they're like Everything is done to the nth degree, and it's just like way, way over the top. And this is that. Um, but it, it, there are scenes where you're just like, "This is incredible!" Like the stunts are amazing. The um, the music is incredible. There's you know the dance scenes that happen. So because mm-hmm. it's like it's ha- like I think a lot of Bollywood movies are like this, but it's like half musical too. And okay. I think like most Indian movies have like a musical aspect to them so it's just it's mind-blowing i i would certainly recommend it go get some taj mahal watch rrr on netflix get cold and just uh yeah i mean it's really sad too it's awful like obviously the things that uh i mean doesn't surprise you like imperial the imperial british empire what they Mm -hmm. were doing in places like um you know delhi and and uh india but uh it's it's incredible it's a good one would recommend uh so watch it okay uh all right uh, but it's a, it's a it's a long one but three, it's worth it three hours and it's worth minutes. it but there's like they, there's like, like breaks those, too yeah. so it, it really is kind of like um a like play. being like, like a, a play because there there will be like title card breaks and it'll be like starting a new like okay. plot and that's and, where you, did you break at that point no i broke when i could because okay. i was uh, a single single dad this weekend N- not a big deal um my wife was out of town and um yeah i had the kids both kids to myself this weekend so okay. a lot of credit to me um all right let's see uh next up we've got uh, a hey look there's casey leonardo dicaprio meme uh the sb winner for best game goes to chiefs bills uh divisional round which 
the last two minutes of that game are insane. Unbelievable. An easy winner for this category. I didn't know the ESPYs were last week. <laughs> Neither um, did I. <laughs> but until I saw this come across my timeline. Uh, but yeah, an easy winner for best game. And we're the winners of it, mm-hmm. which is... Uh, we were the losers of the best game two years ago. Yes. Because the, the best the game was Rams-Chiefs mm-hmm. two years ago. Uh, winners this time. Um, I watched it on TV just like everyone else because I was concoursing it. Mm-hmm. If you remember, I yep. um, I had to I had to watch it in the concourse. So um, I did not go to that game. I got some real stink on me right now. You didn't go to what? Uh-uh. The Bills game? No. What? Where were you? I was in St. Louis. For real? Who For took real. your ticket? Tom. Oh, T. Chow? Yeah. Oh, I think my God. So. Amazing. Yeah, you're right. Uh-huh. Yep, because I remember he was very confused about me heading to the concourse to, to get the job done. Yeah. And then I went to the Bengals game. So I got some stink on me. Ugh. So I've been oh, wanting to get gross. off. I got some stink on me. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, SB winners for best games. So the SBs were last weekend. Yeah. Uh, just that, that last two minutes. It, it's it's insane. Yeah, it's like hearing Romo talk about it. Although Romo completely blows the end of the game and is just like talking over everything. Like yeah. hearing him up until the end, uh, he's he, him and Nance are just are doing a really because I rewatched it mm-hmm. and they're doing a really good job of of really you putting in the whole game. No, the last two minutes. Okay. But they're they're they do a good job of putting it all into perspective until Romo ruins it on the last a, after the Travis Kelsey touchdown. But like, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, I it just some of the best television I've ever seen. Just that where game. were you watching it in Adam and Libby's basement in St. Louis? No, I I I had just oh back. yeah mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah okay uh, all right uh, God, let's, it, God, it makes it so much worse that we didn't go to the Super Bowl that we lost to the fucking I know Bengals because that game good. that game was too good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's see. We've got. Uh, we got some Midwest mad here because rankings are starting to come out. Rankings are starting for, I mean, we talked about 53 man rosters are, are coming out and, uh, but also team rankings are coming out. Uh, Madden rankings, rankings are coming Madden out. Rankings, Quar- the athletic quarterback release, tiers, quarterback rankings. tiers, quarterback rankings, rankings are coming out. It's time to get mad. Mm-hmm. Anytime the chiefs aren't, as high as we think they should be, or Mahomes isn't number one. We'll, we'll probably have the NFL top 100 players coming yep. out. I, Mahomes is not going to be number one. I already know it, so I can't wait to get For mad Josh about Allen that. To be number one? No, it'll be Rogers. I bet. I bet it'll be Josh Allen. Okay, I can't wait. I just mm-hmm. can't wait uh, because because Josh Allen's last game. It's gonna fuel. It's gonna fuel Mahomes mm-hmm. as it always does. Um, he had his worst season. After he was ranked number one, the only time he was ranked number one was in twenty before Fuel. the 2021-2022 yeah, season. Fuel is what it is. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I love getting mad about Mad, it. Madden rankings were like tenth or something like that. Yeah, like eight, eighth or ninth. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw some other um, team power rankings where we're not in the top five in in a lot of them. So, mm-hmm. love it. I love it. Too. Feed it to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not Midwest mad. I'm like. But people are Midwest mad, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Chiefs Kingdom is coming for everyone right now. Uh, a, a, an anonymous scout said Mahomes is a one-read quarterback. Yeah, I love that. That got me mad. I got mad about I got that. Mad. I, got, I got very mad. Um, just Chief, Chiefaholic, our good friend, uh-huh. and, um, and grown man adult who dresses in a wolf costume for every Sunday, um, he gets real mad online. I love it. Um, he replies to every single tweet um, that mentions Mahomes or the Chiefs. So if you ever, you know... 
Just want to catch him. You, you'll find him in, yeah, in the reply section. Yeah, his replies, and then you can know what you knew. You well, also you, need to be mad Exactly, because mm-hmm. he's out there fighting the good fight. If you're having a good day today, go read his replies, and then find something to get mad about. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What, isn't that a meme, a TikTok meme going around right now? I don't know. Like, I need to feel something. I need to... It, 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 it is a TikTok meme. I've okay. seen it. I've seen it. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I need to feel something. Tell me something that'll piss me off. And then they say something. And it's being, you know, captioned. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of TikTok memes, I just had a mixed plate idea. Yeah. You know that. Write he, it down. Put it in the notes. Like he, we'll like he slash she is a 10. You know that. Meme. Yeah, we did that at the lake. We didn't. Well, kind of. Toxic traits. I don't, we, we asked Adam what his toxic trait was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that meme, but for Kansas City. Oh, I love it. Like okay. Kansas City's Write a 10, down. but... Kansas City's a 10, but... We get mad online anytime. Oh, Mons yeah. Is the number one. Oh, yeah. That's not even a toxic trait. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Uh, time for uh, personal pine tar here. Uh-huh. Uh, you've, you've missed a haircut? No, put this in the in your notes that won't disappear, because I'll get rid of this. Okay. Put I'll it put in it your in other my notes, notes, your permanent notes. Um, put it in the tickler <laughs> yeah. fire. So fire. I... Um, I mistimed my haircut, and I think I know why, and I realized why. So um, I've, I'm in a wedding this upcoming weekend, groomsmen. Uh-huh. So basically, the most important person and the You're star of the show. A lot of pictures. Yeah, star of the show in a wedding this weekend as uh, you know fifth groomsman, and um, I'm looking at my calendar, and I don't have it. My hair is a mess. Mm-hmm. It de- definitely needs a haircut. So I was like, why didn't I schedule a haircut for this weekend? I texted a girl who cuts my hair, and I was like, I don't know how I screwed this up, but uh, I need a haircut this week. Like, is, is there any time you can squeeze me in? She's out of town in Lake Tahoe for mm-hmm. a full seven days. And I'm like, okay, so that's what happened, and I didn't think to schedule beforehand. So tomorrow, I'm going to a stranger. Rogue. I'm going to a stranger to cut my hair. I haven't had a stranger cut my hair in like seven years. Oh, wow. I'm very nervous. I don't know what I, I'm nervous that I'm going to be the type of person who's like, oh yeah, that's fine. When they totally f it up, mm-hmm. and I'm that person, I'm very very scared. You got a pretty easy head of hair to cut. I, I figure this is a very generic. It's yeah. like give me give me the white dude in in their early 30s haircut, like <laughs> you know, shorter on the side, co- combing over the top, like pretty standard. Uh-huh. I was in a teams meeting the other day. And like everyone looked exactly like me, had the same haircut. And I was like, okay, so there's plenty of people who can do this haircut, Uh but I'm very, very nervous. Um, And I'm upset about, you know, I usually do a good job of timing out my haircuts for weddings and other stuff like that. Why don't you just not have a haircut? Because it's really bad. Like the back, the back is bad. The ears are bad. Okay. I'm very sensitive about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so that's my like, situation. Seems risky. Yeah. Seems risky. Yeah. So so it's gonna be a minimal haircut. Uh-huh. Like I'm 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 not gonna let her get too creative, but I'm still nervous. Okay. It's not Lady Jane's. Well, <laughs> at least you're not going. You're not going to Lady Jane's. I'm not right? going to Lady Jane's. Okay. You're no. Okay. Then you're safe. You should be safe. Uh, stay away from that place. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get into our mixed plate of underage bars. Yep. Um, it, we expanded this a little bit to include some college towns. Yep nearby uh so so yeah this is like yeah bars we would go to when we were underage when we were underage i thought about doing just like underage um drinking establishments <laughs> didn't want to throw any parents under the bus oh okay yeah that's probably safe <laughs> or any uh any liquor stores because i was gonna be like oh yeah you know 
the BP, the British Petroleum on mm-hmm. uh, Redbridge Road and uh, Blue Ridge Cutoff or whatever yeah. it was. Um, what was uh, the place on Rock Hill? Uh, oh, uh, T's, Mr. T's or something? No, no, no. no T's who yeah. zips. I think that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, T would T would shoulder call. T's who you call. And you pick him or up, or you could just shoulder tap him. Mm-hmm. He would be just outside of Zips, yep. waiting, and he would just come up to your window, and and then, but or you could, yeah, you could call him. Mm-hmm. You would pick him up somewhere. He would get in your car. You would take him to a gas station. He would buy you beer. He'd get back in your car, and you drop him off where you picked him up. Mm-hmm. That was or a, thing. a new place, or a new place, yeah, or a new place. That was a thing. Was um, thing. and then what was the place uh, by Miege? Homies. Homies, yeah. Yeah. Homies. Homies was another classic spot. I think it's called like Shortstop or something on County Line Road. And uh, yeah, basically in between Mission and Row. Mm -hmm. um, That place was great. And uh, yeah, the BP. we didn't want to throw anybody under the bus. Yeah, we didn't want to. We didn't want to do that. (laughs) The BP, you had to be like introduced Mm-hmm. As a person who could and buy homies there, too. yeah. Oh, homies, I, I, I couldn't get in. Yeah, you had to like walk in smoking a cigarette. You'd be like, I'm cool. <laughs> and you had to buy some black and milds with uh-huh. with the plastic tip mm-hmm. on it. Yep. Uh, all right, so let's get into some bars. Throw them under the bus, I guess. Uh, it's episode 168, so that means it's my turn. Nice. Uh, this is a no brainer. Meet number one here. Easy, easy choice. It's the Hawk. Oh, nice. Jayhawk Cafe. Yeah, no like, doubt. Everybody when they turned 18, probably. Just picked oh, up when they were seventeen. Picked up an ID anywhere, anywhere. You know, multiple people could use the same ID mm-hmm. going back to back, uh, and and you could get into the Hawk. Yep. So uh, the Hawk is, I think, the first bar that I went to underage. So yeah, uh, the and Hawk. That's an easy one. The Hawk might be mine too. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, my side number, my meet number one here. I'll go my my college. I know that's not your college bar, but, mm-hmm. but the easiest one in Columbia, Big Twelve. Um, big 12 in Columbia was a real easy card. Um, and that was like literally in, in Columbia, you have bars where you're like, yeah, that's the underage bar. Mm-hmm. And then like, once you turn 21, you started going to different bars and it's just hysterical to think about by the letter of the law that like the fact that upperclassmen don't go to big 12 because it's too, it's too much of a young, like a freshman and sophomore bar mm-hmm. when you're supposed to be 21 to drink, but big 12, I mean, we would, yeah, we would go in with an ID, go up to the patio, drop the ID off the patio, and someone would be down there, catch it, and go in with the same ID yep. like three seconds later. Um, yeah, so I'm going Big 12 as my meet number one. Okay, that's a pretty good one. Um, my meet number two here, uh, I'm going with a, a, a fine K-State establishment called 1863. Nice. Uh, that was an easy Our card. Our good friend? Um, friend of the show? Was he the owner? No, Brett was not the owner. Um, I, I, I don't think the owner was a very good guy. Um, and so a bunch of miners getting into his bar probably lines up yeah, uh, yeah. pretty well. Uh, but yeah, very easy card. Go in there, 50 cent tequila shots. Um, yeah, great, great place to underage drink. Okay, side number two for me, or meet number two for me. Um, I'm going, I'll go local, Tom Foolery's. Oh, back, that's a good one. Back in uh, when we would come back in uh, town while well, in college and when we were still not 21, I mean, Tom Foolery's was the place to go uh, when you were under 21 in KC on the plaza. So um, that was, as far as I remember, like I'm I'm young for my grade and my birthday is not till the very end of April. And so I was always the underage person for my mm-hmm. entire junior year. I was underage. So 
um, I had to know the easiest places for fake IDs. And uh, yeah, Tom Fuller's was definitely one of them. Uh, and that's where we went because it was the least risky. So um, that's my sign number two. Okay. Or me number two. Uh, I'll go Kansas City here too. Uh, and this was, I'm going with uh, Charlie Hooper's. Oh, yeah. Solely for Holy the fact cow, that, that was so easy. That Tuesday before Thanksgiving, you had to get in. Yeah. And you could get, just just get an ID, get in Tuesday mm-hmm. before Thanksgiving. Dollar because, beers. Because Charlie Hooper's isn't used to having a one-in, one-out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they didn't... But on every Tuesday in the summer, it was like one-in, one-out. Right. Yeah. And so that's where, you know, I, I feel like maybe some inexperienced doormen. Yeah. And... Uh, or they're just like, we got to be. We got to... We got to... Like, at what age do you drink on Tuesday nights? Yeah. You're, you're 20. You're mm-hmm. 19. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. My side number one here for my third choice. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll go Brooksider. I mean, mm-hmm. Brooksider on Thursdays back in the day was just packed. Mm-hmm. And one of my first bars ever going in with a fake ID, might have been my first bar with a fake ID in Kansas City, was the Brooksider. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was always packed on Thursday nights. That was their dollar beer night. Inside, True outside, beer night. two two bars. This is back when the Brooksider had two bars: a bar in the uh, a bar in the southeast corner and a bar in the uh, the northwest corner. And no, southwest it was by the bathroom. Yeah, on the right, and then and then in the, at the front, there was mm-hmm. a bar at the front. There was two bars, catty corner to each other, and it was just like you would like, kind of get in line for one. And they had the pizza machine and pizza going at all times, mm-hmm. and. Oh man, it was the best on Thursday nights uh, back in the day. So yeah, that's my side number two. Side number one. Um, all right, my side number two to wrap things up here. Never went here underage, but I've heard this is a like Kansas City classic underage bar. It's Mike's R.I.P. Oh yeah, Mike's on Fifty Fifth and Truce, the Rockers um, Bar. The Rockers Bar. Apparently, it was pretty easy to get in, uh, and just I think they did big like reverse happy hours where it was just like. The later it got, the oh, cheaper yeah. drinks got. Or they had all-you-can-drink happy you hours, too. You know who else did that was uh, piss. I'll think about it. Okay. Uh, but very much the Rockhurst bar, so all the underage yeah. kids could go to Mike's. Which, oh, the point. The point. The point, yeah. The point did that, too. On the plaza? Yeah. Or like, between the plaza and Westport? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, yep. they used to do, like, those reverse. They, they used to do a $10 all-you-can-drink for, like, three hours happy hour thing. Um, and it was, it would get sloppy for sure. Um, all right. Side number two for me. Um, I'll go. I mean, this was, this was the number one bar when I was in college and back in Kansas city, it was the grand Falloon. Mm -hmm. I mean, while it was a more difficult card than foolery, so it wasn't like a guarantee I'm getting in nicest door guy in the city. Don't want to throw him under the bus because he's the world's nicest door guy. Um, and I've seen him take IDs before I've seen him refuse people. Um, but, um, so it was a riskier card, but, um, I mean, Again, Christmas break, Thanksgiving break, whatever. If you weren't at the Falloon the Wednesday night of Thanksgiving, like you were missing out. Like it mm-hmm. was just everyone was there. Um, the Falloon, yeah, over those breaks was the best. And yeah, it was a riskier card and harder to get into than fooleries, but you still got in pretty much all the time. So yep. um, I got some honorable mentions. Uh, what do you got? Um, so yeah, the point was definitely one of them. Um any concert venue, I felt like we would go to concerts just so we could drink because there's mm-hmm. always a really Grinders easy card. Concert venue, yeah. Like like at uh at at um you know 
Sandstone, okay. that was always an easy card, or, or the Midland, anywhere, pretty easy card. Um, the the guys uh, in college that were a couple years younger than me, they all went to RC's out south, mm. like RC's family chicken, yeah, fried chicken. They said that they would go there all the time when they were in high school, like senior year of high school and college to drink because it was like an easy card or they didn't card people. Wow. RC's. I wouldn't Interesting. have thought. The upstairs uh, is like kind of barry. Um, like they have like arcade games and darts and mm-hmm. pool and shit. But uh, yeah, I mean, more of a restaurant. Yeah. Um, I also said Harpo's on in Westport. Yeah. I, I was thinking about like Wednesday nights doing that mm-hmm. uh, dollar beer night or 25 cent beer night. Yeah. 25 when they cent, had uh, that. Um, sh- shot stop just quick in and out oh nice when it was in manhattan yeah yeah because you, you wouldn't stay for too long so you could get in take a shot and then like bail before i remember westport happened. flea market was a pretty easy card just mm-hmm. because again it, it wasn't used to having like underage drinkers um in columbia willie's was an easy card uh willie's and Fieldhouse wednesday nights or tuesday night was willie's wednesday night was Fieldhouse. Um, what are some harder cards? I mean, Kelly's. Kelly's is a tough card. Very, I, I've seen many people uh-huh. um, get their IDs taken at Kelly's. Yeah. Harpo's in Columbia, um, when I was in college, was a hard card. Yeah, unless you bribe. Unless I had to, yeah, I had, to, had bribe, to bribe them bribe to let people. me in. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I never tried too many places in Kansas City, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. October birthday, easier. I know. It was easier. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, I would love to hear some stories from the uh, from the audience. Though. Yeah, this is a good one this to put is, out there. Yeah, I'd love to hear. Um, and again, statute of limitations. Way past. Way past. Way past. No cops are listening I wonder if there's this. like, um, like yeah, any ones that we're not thinking of in like, you know, Lenexa or like Shawnee or, that or people Mission. Went to. That people went to. That went to like, that grew up going to like, you know, Shawnee Mission North or, uh-huh. or you know, grew up in. Out, out west a little bit more mm-hmm. you know right, that so didn't go to like the plaza westport area yeah uh all right so i, I can't wait to hear back uh, or like out south even mm-hmm. further than rc's it, there could have been some spots <laughs> um uh, all right oh man what was the name of the mexican restaurant in manhattan we would go there and oh, just yeah. like all right we got to have 13 mm-hmm. ids yep there's just got to be 13 we group them and they'd be like can we see your ids and then we'd all put them together and hand them to them and they'd like look up and be like, "Well, I don't. This person's not here. Or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't see." This El Magüe was the here. place in Colombia that mm-hmm. was like that. El Magüe, yeah. Like Dollar yeah. Marks. Yeah, it's a good spot. There's some in St. Louis. I wonder if it's the same ownership. Probably. I'm a big fan. Uh, all right, that'll do it for us this week. I watched the um, the Duke Butler national championship game at an El Magüe because State should have been there because it was um, it was a Monday night and mm-hmm. they were doing Dollar Marks. And uh, I wasn't 21, and so we were like, yeah, let's go to El Magüe to watch this thing, and mm-hmm. um, just got blitzed. <laughs> and a good game, Doug. It was an amazing yeah. game. It was unbelievable. It was it was that low-scoring one. Oh, it was. Where they scored. Oh, they yeah. shot like 20% from yeah. the field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was State, almost K-State should have been there. It was almost a buzzer. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, that'll do it for us this week. Be sure to follow us on social media at State Your Line. We'll see you around Kansas City. Bye.